You know, this isn't to be a display like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and that I'm going to ask you choose wisely. What I want to do tonight is give you some idea of what was going on the night that they celebrated that Passover. Scripture, as Pastor Mark just read, simply says the words, while they were eating the meal. Well, there was a lot that was taking place while they were eating that meal. This was the covenant that was given to Israel. You heard that in Exodus, a lasting covenant, the Lord's Passover. And there were many things that were done, many things that were said as they celebrated that covenant that God had made with them when he delivered them from Egypt. You know, it was an incredible thing to be able to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. That was the pinnacle of what you could do. If you weren't able to make it to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, the words would always end next year in Jerusalem. And here was Jesus with his disciples, and everything was made ready. There would have been a table spread out with lamb, with bitter herbs, with salt water, with bread, stacks of bread, and with four cups of wine. Cups that were symbolic of what had happened that night. And it would have begun by the youngest in the crowd saying the simple words, why is this night different from all the others? That would have been John. But this was especially a great night for the disciples because they got to eat the Passover with their rabbi. And rabbis were known that during the Passover meal they would comment on the different parts and talk about the history that took place, make comments and insights on the things that were going on that night. They were excited. That's part of the reason that John tells us in his gospel they were arguing about who would sit where. They were positioning so that they could be close to Jesus, their rabbi. We know from John's gospel before the meal began what Jesus did in order to show them how they should act, to get down and wash each of their feet to let them know that if they were going to be disciples of his, they needed to first be servants. But once that was done, they would have sat around the table and the meal begun. John would have asked them that question, why is this night different from all the rest? And the response would have been, because on this night, the Lord our God delivered us from bondage. You see, that's the mindset of a Jew. It wasn't that they were thinking about an event that took place maybe thousands of years ago. That night, a long ago, when our friends and our family were all delivered from the hand of bondage, they were delivered that night. That's what it meant in remembrance, to celebrate that lasting ordinance today. Today is our freedom from bondage. Today is the day the Lord brought us out from slavery. And they'd begin to eat the meal. And first would be the first cup that would take place in that meal. It was known as the cup of promise. And the following words would be read when that cup of promise was passed along from Exodus. Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. The promise the Lord gave to his people that he would bring them out from slavery, symbolic in this cup as they passed it to remember it. And Jesus would have been begun commenting on the story of Exodus, talking about it. 
How different this night must have been for them. To have one rabbi sitting in front of them who wasn't looking back at other past comments, who wasn't looking back at history, but somebody who was actually there that night, though before his incarnation. Someone who could tell them what was taking place. Someone who could remember word for word the conversations. How their hearts must have burned as they looked at Jesus fixed on him as he talked. And the meal would progress. They would eat some bread. We know that somewhere in this meal, as you heard in the gospel, Judas left to betray Jesus, ate at the same table with him, was beginning to celebrate the Passover. But then they would finally move in the ritual to get to what was known as the second cup, the cup of deliverance. And again, words from Exodus would be spoken. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And Jesus would have commented again, would have made reference to the things that would take place that night, how the Lord delivered his people. But somewhere in there, Jesus took, again, bread that was passed along and broke it and gave it to them. That was customary. And they looked to him to begin to have more commentary on the meal. But Jesus suddenly said words they've never heard before in all their years of celebrating the Passover. Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance That word, remembrance, bearing that same manner of what they knew the Passover was. That it wasn't something they were to think back on. It was something that they were doing now in the presence of Jesus. And every time they did, they were to celebrate that fact. I'm sure they were shocked at that moment. Shocked that there were words in the liturgy that they had never heard before. Words that Jesus was speaking. I'm sure they paused, wondered what it all meant. Trying to put together what he had just said to them. And as the meal progressed, Jesus then would have come to what was known as the third cup, the cup of redemption. And the words from Exodus would have been spoken. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. The Bible tells us then that Jesus gave thanks. The typical blessing would have been this. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth the fruit of the vine that we may know joy and gladness. Jesus gave thanks, and they looked to him again for commentary. But again, Jesus said words that they had never heard. This cup of redemption that Jesus took, he gave to them and said, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. I'm sure they wondered what those words meant. Jesus' blood, Jesus was in front of them. The forgiveness of sins, this was the Passover meal. What was Jesus saying to them? They didn't understand. They couldn't comprehend that the events that were going to take place in the next day 
would show them forever that the things they had celebrated year after year as a lasting ordinance in the Passover were all things that were looking forward to this very moment, the moment that the true Lamb of God would be sacrificed for them. And then as the meal progressed, finally they would come to the cup of blessing. And the following words would be said, I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. And then you will know that I am the Lord who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. There it was. They were God's people, identified by him, blessed because God had called them his own, had delivered them. The cup of promise, the cup of deliverance, the cup of redemption, and the cup of blessing. And the Bible tells us then that the meal was over. They sang a psalm and they left to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm sure all of them, as they entered that garden, kept pondering what was it that Jesus was saying? What did he mean by those new words? What did he mean that the old covenant was over and done and that there was a new covenant? How were they to ever put this all together? And yet we know as we are blessed to look back at all the events that took place that night, we begin to understand what Jesus meant, that all these cups of things that were done in Exodus were now combined in the one cup in the body and blood of Jesus to give us those same very things. The cup of promise was fulfilled in Jesus. Romans says this, do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death into life. You see that cup of promise that God would bring Israel out, so it was by the blood of Jesus that he has brought us out from death to life. To look at Pharaoh as that image of Satan, that we have been brought out of our bondage, out of the fear that we had, knowing that it is the one who died on that cross who redeemed us. And then the cup of deliverance. Hebrews says this, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he may break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in bondage by their fear of death. So it was that Jesus also, by his death, freed us from that bondage. The fear of death, the chains of the devil, we were brought out by his sacrifice into a new life, into a promised land, into the presence of the one who died for us. And then finally, that cup of redemption that Jesus took and said, drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Peter, First Peter says this, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So it is that Jesus has redeemed us by his blood. As scripture says, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, the plan of God 
to give first a Passover to Israel, to look forward to the moment of this night when it would all be fulfilled, when the new covenant that would go on and on and on for us to redeem us by that blood, that we might share in that blood, that we might know the forgiveness of our sins and the hope of the resurrection in Him. And then finally, that cup, that cup of blessing, where they found their identity, where God said, I will take you to be my people. And John 10 says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Jesus has given us an identity. He has called us by name. We are his sheep. All of the events bound up together in that one great sacrifice that we celebrate over and over again. In the body and blood of Jesus, in the new covenant, we celebrate the legacy of what he has left for us. The New Testament, that we hear what we have inherited as the children of God, as those who have been named and called by our shepherd. That we have the legacy of the forgiveness of sins poured out on the cross for us. And so the disciples, as they looked back at the event that took place that night, celebrated again and again this new covenant, celebrated the breaking of the bread, of gathering together in the name of Jesus, of knowing all that he had done for them on the cross to bear their redemption and to give them hope forever. And so it is with us. This gift we celebrate tonight is a gift given, as Jesus said, for you for me, for anyone in need of knowing what Jesus has done on the cross for them. You know, there was a pastor who once was giving communion at a service at an elderly home. And some of the members in that community were hard of hearing, especially one of them. And as he came around to distribute the body and blood of Jesus, he came to one elderly woman and he bent down to say, the body of Christ for you. She looked at him somewhat puzzled. What? The body of Christ for you, he said. Again, she looked puzzled. A friend sitting next to her leaned over and said, Mildred, take it. It's for sinners. (laughs) Isn't that true? Isn't that what we celebrate tonight in this meal? Jesus says to us, take it. It's for sinners. It's for you and for me that we may know that our sins have been forgiven, that this new covenant that lasts forever, that we will go from this place into heaven to celebrate that forgiveness won for us on the cross, the resurrection that Jesus had through the victory of the grave, And that we might forever be in his presence, called by name, known by our shepherd. Promise fulfilled, deliverance obtained, redemption ours, an identity called by him. All of these things we celebrate this night as the gift that Jesus has given us in his true body and blood. May we ever remember these things and know that on this night, And every moment we come to this altar, we celebrate our delivery. We celebrate release from bondage. We celebrate today our freedom, won by Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.